When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Why, hello there, it's Monday! Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071, I'm Sean, hi. Trump's up a few points after being indicted on multiple charges, what, 38, I think, 36, 38 uh, federal charges, 37 federal charges. Uh, and, uh, he went from around 56, uh, on the primary trail to about 61, 63. Uh, DeSantis is still, uh, in the mid twenties, I believe. I, you know, I, 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 I think if we're, if you're paying attention and you're not an idiot, you, you know, what's at play here with the Trumpster, you know, that this is about layering uh, layering the guy up with indictments. I mean, we're 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 tossing uh, uh, some jail time sentences around of ten years if he's found guilty of one of these charges. Uh, he is a guy in his late seventies, as uh, my brother Trey pointed out. So it's kind of a life sentence if they give him a ten year stretch. Uh, I, I you know, it, it, with his base. And I called this last week. It's helping him. Okay, obviously it's helping him. When you when you see, I I, I called the jump in numbers later in the week for once we actually have uh, uh, the appearance tomorrow in court. Uh, but he, you know, over the weekend jumped from fifty six to sixty one, sixty three. And uh, I whether they're actually going to be successful in putting him in jail, I don't know. Whether they actually have something on him that he shouldn't have done, I don't know. But there are two things that are that are very interesting. Uh, first off, yes, he, he is surrounded by people, swamp critters, uh, including your current president, including your former secretary of state. Uh, he is surrounded by people who are very obviously guilty of, of high crimes and misdemeanors. You have a president now, and we called this last week, Trey and I both called this, that, you know, this thing came down about these indictments uh, at the federal level. Uh, on the same day, the FBI uh, handed over this witness testimony document or source document to the House Oversight Committee on, you know, essentially being paid millions of freaking dollars by Ukraine to drop or to see that a investigation, an internal investigation into Burisma gets dropped. Five million to the big guy, five million to his crack snorting pimp son. Uh, Joe Biden should not spend one more day in office. And yet he continues. Hillary Clinton. Uh, we know is guilty of all kinds of crazy crap, including interfering with an election by providing and paying for the P dossier, as it's now come to be known, to try to uh, uh, bolster some fantasy about Russian collusion and Donald Trump. Uh, the Ruskies, of course, at that point, I can tell you, from my opinion, the last guy they wanted in office was Donald freaking Trump. But So that whole idea always seemed kind of stupid, but... We do know now because of uh, paper trails and investigate multiple investigations that, you know, again, she's guilty of all kinds of stuff when it comes to documentation and, and what's destroyed and, and what's uh, what doesn't make it, what she takes a ha- what hard drive she takes a hammer to. So watching this unfold around Donald Trump is a farce considering the people he is surrounded by who are accusing him of this stuff tend to be guilty of the same crap he they claim he is in fact more so again if you're being honest and objective joe biden should be out of office today but they got to put donald trump they got to they got to layer donald trump up with these indictments and uh they hopefully will actually put his ass in a cage at some point I, I don't doubt any of that stuff. Uh, my question is, what happens the next day? 
What happens the next day you put a, a person as beloved as a president like Donald Trump in a freaking cell? What happens next? You know, I'm looking at uh, the the pride crap uh, at the White House over the weekend, and uh, uh, flagrantly they broke, if you will, flag code and tradition in in placing uh, the rainbow flag, pride flag. Remember when rainbows were cool? <laughs> Remember when you used to see a rainbow on a, on a box of Lucky Charms and it gave you a good feeling? Now it means something completely different. Now it's become a middle finger to the country. They're having their pride crap over the weekend. And I say that with some snot in my voice and some snark because I've, I've been a supporter of gay rights my whole adult life. But the trannies and the politicians are making it real stinking hard right now. Uh, they, they place the rainbow flag at the center of a display of three flags with an American flag on either side. The rainbow flag is huge. The American flags are smaller. If you're if you read up on 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 uh, codes, federal codes as far as how the flag of this country is supposed to be displayed. First off, it's never to be not in the center. You're always supposed to have the the American flag front and center, and it's always supposed to be a little higher and a little bigger than the other flags. Uh, you you put in conjunction with it, and I know a lot of people are saying, ah, it's just a flag. Eh. Now, flags aren't important. People are important. Well, whatever. Uh, it is the code, uh, the federal federal code, as far as how that is to be displayed. So my point is when you purposefully make it really, really honking big and put it in the center and you're hanging it off the freaking White House, you are doing that to pick a fight. This whole thing with Donald Trump, yes, it's political in that they know they can't run Joe Biden against him. They know there's really nobody that they can run against him. When you look at his numbers at this early place in in this campaign cycle, in this election cycle. So, yeah, obviously they want his ass off the campaign trail. They want him arrested. They want him indicted because then they can run on that. you got to vote for a guy who's facing 100 gazillion federal and state charges for mishandling really secret stuff that could have gotten us all blowed up by the Russians. Oh, yeah, they'll run on it. They're already running on it. But that also, in my opinion, is an act of picking a fight. And increasingly, that and I, I, we've always kind of felt that. Uh, again, Trey and I have talked about this for a long time. Jack's talked about it. I've talked about it on my show and this show. Uh, the idea that if you have uh, a bunch of MAGA hat wearers, uh, MAGA hat wearing people, you know, walking through the streets, uh, you know, you, you can just declare a state of emergency, I guess, and roll the tanks in. As I said on Wear and Rhyme, though, you better hope those guys driving the tanks are willing to go along with that uh, that command. But doesn't, yeah, I'm asking you, doesn't a lot of this feel, uh, at, this pl- uh, at this point, less like, well, this is just the left being the left in America, right? They're extreme. They have an extremist agenda. They're obsessed with the trannies for some bizarre reason. And this is just who they are. Or are they, again, doing things they know? will be provocative to at least half the country. I think more, but at least half the country. Uh, And the reason they're being so provocative uh, is because they, in fact, want some kind of civil conflict in this country. Because they're all about it. I mean, the thing with the trannies and the drag shows and and, and the the little kids, you know, and uh, 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 again, a lot of the tranny stuff in general... A lot of the anti-religion stuff, locking Donald Trump's ass up in a jail cell. This is all very provocative. And up to this point, the folks who would support a guy like Donald Trump or who want you keeping the drag queens and the sex books away from their kids haven't really gone there. Now, there's that thing out in California last week, but for the most part, Okay, the folks like you and me who are watching all this stuff and are getting increasingly pissed off about it, we're keeping it together. 
what happens the day after you put Donald Trump in a in a jail cell? I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, I'm not encouraging that or calling for it, but I think there's a lot of people out there who are quote unquote keeping their powder dry, and I think the left know this. Uh, the left, you know, again, uh, if Donald Trump does get in, get back into the Oval Office, you know that guy's going to go uh, uh, Michael Corleone uh, on a lot of swamp critters uh, who have been working tirelessly since he got into office. Actually, since he started showing numbers on the, on, the, on the primary trail way back in 2015 and 2016, you know they know that if he gets back in, their days are, that man, he's going to clean that, he's going to drain that swamp even more so than he did the first time around. I think uh, uh, provoking some kind of civil conflict is part of the evil plot of these scumbags. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know what your thoughts are. Tomorrow's going to be a big TV watching day, obviously, uh, when this uh, first courtroom appearance uh, takes place on these uh, uh, upwards of 37 federal uh, counts. Uh, so, you know, it, it, these are very, very strange and dicey times. And, and uh, I, I think, yeah, we, we got to keep it together, though. Don't take the bait. And I do think it's bait. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back uh, 23 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, I didn't see this over the weekend, but I heard I heard uh, you guys talking about it er- earlier in the morning, and then I looked it up. I guess uh, it was a CBS poll about tipping. Uh, we're in the 60 percentile of folks who don't tip anymore and don't like tipping. And we've seen a gradual increase, if you will, or decrease rather over the past 10 years of people tipping. Uh, now I, and, and, and if you have any calls on or any thoughts on this, call me up two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Okay. I, I will say this right at the front end. Okay, the the best tippers in the world are people who used to work in resta- restaurants. The worst tippers in the world are people who used to work in restaurants. Because you know uh, what the dealio is. You know how hard they work. And you also know how when they're screwing up and they're not paying attention to you. And both my wife and I have worked in restaurants in the in, in past years. And, you know, tipping is when you're sit- sit- sitting at a table, somebody is... is servicing you i, I know it <laughs> wait that sounded funny but you know i take heard david mcdowell say it on fox just now take two Ready, if you're action. gonna be servicing me and bringing making sure my whiskey glass gets refilled okay that's what's going to determine my tip and i so if you do if the server does a great job we go to a lot of restaurants my wife and i if the server does a great job we tip pretty heavy but you don't want to piss off my wife uh, if if you don't. If she has to sit there and wait for you to bring her a, a drink refill, or the food's cold, you know, you know, yeah. you, you, you got to perform. What I don't like now is that they got tipping jars everywhere, man. I don't tip a freaking pimple-faced nineteen-year-old weirdo uh, who is just running a cash register. That I don't do. Do you have any? tipping lines that you cross or don't cross i mean what's your tipping philosophy because you also go to a lot of restaurants i took my 14 year old niece out to uh aldo's for a nice dinner because she's graduated eighth grade going into freshman. excellent so we had a great dinner and the bill came and i she asked about tipping right and i told her look okay out of respect 20 percent's nice right if someone does over and beyond i go i i i, I think i tipped 30 percent on her right bill. right but I also told her it's not for every occasion. It's when somebody does something for you, not just because they say tip. I, if they right. turn the spin, the little iPad around, <laughs> I look them in the eye as I press no tip, and I don't, I don't <laughs> you look blink. Look them in the eye, man. And I don't blink, and I go nope. <laughs> I, you know, again, well, and I this also. I first off, I don't like the tip jars everywhere. Somebody, somebody just running a cash register doesn't deserve a tip. You, they put the tip jar right there next to 
next to the the cash register at a coffee joint or at any number of places. No, you're you're not getting a tip for doing your freaking job. Have you ever just put your hand in the jar like there is money in it and not, no, no money? No, I don't in do it? that. I've done that too My and wiped him in the eye. Christian, he's such a hard ass, isn't he? He's just such a hard ass. Listen to him. <laughs> he does a fake. I'm so he rude. fakes him out with yes, tipping. I do. Ryan, oh, yeah, you're, look, you're, hey, you're, you're stirring the pot here. here. Let me put my hand in the tip. Oh, what? There's nothing in my hand. Oh, sucks for you, man. <laughs> See you next time. I've done that. <laughs> you know. Will there be a next time? Will there be a next time? <laughs> you know, so I, I you got to do a pretty good job. And, and I look, maybe some people will say I'm being awful for saying this. You don't get a tip just because you agreed to work for a restaurant and get paid a crummy hourly wage and base your income on your tips. I didn't do that to you. I didn't put that you in that situation. So if you're going to get a tip from me, it's because you're a decent server and you're, you don't have to go way out of your way. I just want you to be attentive. I don't but, want to sit there with an empty glass the whole damn time. But Sean, are you really going to put the tip jar by your desk, as you said? Well, you're... I might. I might start t- since everybody's taking tips. I might just put a jar right next to me here on the board. People I... want to walk by and drop a few bucks in there. You know, I can't cool. wait till you hand me the iPad. <laughs> Look, look him in, Christian. Look him in the eye, Christian, and press no. <laughs> yeah. Based upon that last newscast, okay, no tip, buddy. No tip. got to do a little extra for me, okay? Okay, Got to act try. like you care, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 uh, I, and I don't go off on something else, too, that I can't stand. And and I charity shaming. I, I don't like charity shaming at the you know what, I made up that word just now. You know what charity shaming is? No. When you're at the, the Walgreens or the Wal, uh, CVS and Walgreens do this a lot. And you come up to the register, and usually there's a line of people behind you. Sir, would you like to donate uh, just a dollar uh, of your total sale to starving children? You know, and, and you got to go, uh, no. And then people look at you like you're a piece of crap. But <laughs> yeah. here's the dealio. You're trying to shame me into giving a dollar. Yeah. By out- saying out loud, sir, would you like to give just one dollar to starving children around the world? Or do you not care about starving children and you just want to get your crap and leave? I want to get my crap and leave. If I want to help out the starving children, I'll do it. I'm not going to do it because you, some Gen X, some Gen Zer with acne, is trying to shame me into doing it at the cash register. I think the better way to do that is to have the, the... The machine you stick your card in, sometimes that will ask you digitally if you want to donate to a cause. But see, that's private. There's no shaming going no, on. No, I, I get the, the the punk who brings it up in front of everybody yeah. routinely. Do I look like I'm an a-hole? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I just I get that a lot, dude. <laughs> really? Sir, would you like to donate just 50 oh. cents to abused dogs in Siberia? I thought you'd been, you meant no! look a lot like... <laughs> Screw the dogs! Like you're an a-hole. I just okay. want to get out of here. Okay. Now it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I get that crap all the time. Uh, Sean doesn't care about the dogs. <laughs> Sir, would you like to help starving and freezing toy chihuahuas in wheelchairs in Siberia who currently are freezing their little asses off and dying... Unless you were to just give us a dollar. Screw the dogs! This is starting to hurt because I have a toy chihuahua. I know. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, okay. Trying to keep everything thematic here. (laughs) We ain't tipping your dog, blood. (laughs) Clearly not. Oh, I got to take a break. Otherwise, (laughs) these people aren't going to tip me. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Yeah, man. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Watch some baseball this weekend. I, you know, I'm still still not a fan of the changes. They do. The games go by so quick, and I, I understand you're marketing to a shorter attention span. I get it, man. But, but for us older guys, it just kind of sucks. I like a baseball game to take all damn day. That's just me. But I'm still watching, and uh, the Rangers uh, did quite well. They lost on Saturday. Who is, I'm trying to remember who they were fight, who were they, who were they were up against now. What is fighting, James? It's kind of kind of warfare baseball. Who was it that, that they were playing on over the weekend? 
Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, that's right. They lost on Saturday, but they won yesterday. No, I oh, think they was lost it? yesterday. They won Saturday. They lost Friday. Oh, that's what it was. I missed the game yesterday, so I'm off again. Yeah, off I did the game. too. I just uh, I passed on the highlights when I saw that they lost. But that was a big series because, right. you know, two first-place teams there. So Yeah, they, well, the Rangers are really impressive this year, and I'm enjoying it. They really are, and I haven't followed the team because I grew up in DFW, and I've lived in so many places. Kind of, you know, fell off baseball for a long right. time, and even without Jacob Degrom, that was the big free agent prize on the mound. Now he's out for it's like Tommy John surgery for him. Now you've already taken me beyond my level of expertise when it comes <laughs> to baseball. I okay. watch it. But I can't, I can't break down guys, dude's stats or anything like well, that. This I, don't is just do, a, I just watch it. The storyline is that their big free agent acquisition, I think, started four or five games. Right. He's supposed to be the, the top of the rotation. Right. He's injured for more than a year. Mm. And yet they Oh, that, can... that does suck. Yeah, that guy. I yeah, remember that now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what the rotation is, Sean? No. Okay. But anyway... <laughs> um... <laughs> I just watch it. I just watch baseball. Is that what a tire does? <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're on a rotation with our 10 cats as far as, you know, who has a food bowl and who doesn't you know, for the day. <laughs> but, but they are good. They, the Rangers are. You would admit that I'm, I'm right in saying the Rangers are, are tearing it up this year. And you don't yep. usually find yourself talking about the Rangers in the shadow of the Astros. But no, you they're, don't. They, they're doing the Astros are kind of sucking this year, as I understand. But the, the Rangers are, are doing quite well. So I still enjoy watching baseball. And uh, b- baseball, largely over the past few years, you didn't see a lot of the knee taking and the politics. It, baseball got a little weird during COVID with the the cardboard cutouts in the in the seats, which was bizarre and frankly Twilight Zoney. It was a little weird. Yeah, because you had cutout people in the stands that had masks on. These are pictures of people that aren't really freaking there, but they're st- wearing masks. It was weird. Watching Fauci throw like a girl was weird. But essentially, baseball has stayed out of the political realm to a certain extent, but not anymore. This thing with the Blue Jays is is just really bizarre. So uh, you got Anthony Bass, and we talked about this last week. He merely shared, I think, a tweet uh, about, uh, you know, if you believe in Jesus, if you're a Christian, you got to stay. I, I don't have the actual tweet in front of me. I don't care what it said. All he did was share it. And everybody went nuts. You know, this was around the time we were dealing with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. A a bunch of fat trannies who really need a hobby. Being provocative once again towards people of faith. And it got so bad that Anthony Bass, late in the week, uh, offered up an apology. Sort of an apology. And and we all were kind of embarrassed by that because, dude, all you did was share a tweet. And now you tossing Jesus under the bus uh, with his kind of weak-kneed, you know, mamby-pamby apology. Now he suddenly felt felt bad about what he had, you know, shared or what have you. And he understood that it was upsetting to people or what have you. And so he does the, he, he does the public, uh, you know, self-flagellation there and, and everybody everything's forgiven i guess and he, they're going up against uh the astros on thursday and he did the wrong thing in today's world started talking to the reporters again said that he, he shared the video because it quote reflected my christian beliefs that's why I posted it originally. When I look back at it, I could see how people can view it that way, and that's why I was apologetic. Well, because he said that, his ass got fired, and uh, he was cut loose uh, as of the Friday night game, right? Did he actually start the game, or he didn't no. start the game, right? They just no. This came out Thursday, and then they S-canned him on Friday, right? Yes. And and you know, I this this stuff is so embarrassing. This uh, stuff is really pathetic and embarrassing at this point. Okay, here's a weird thing. In the NHL, remember they had the pride on the sticks and the pride on the jersey and a lot of the Russians that are orthodox Catholics said yes. said no, we don't do this and NHL said, "Oh, okay, that's your religious beliefs." Right. Nobody got fired. No, the, the- MLB weak need 
caved. What a wuss move. What a, you fired the guy. You fired the guy. What a wussy ass move, man. You know what? And, and I, I went off in this riff, I think, last week. I got to take a break here. I, I am so, you, I, the, the apology thing, we have to stop. We just have to, we got to start drawing a line in the sand. Do you know how beloved a ball club would be if they had a Jesus night? You know what I mean? Tonight's, uh, tonight we're celebrating our majority faith in this country, the Christian faith. And uh, yeah, we're going to stand up for God. And we're going to, you know, and the uh, majority of our players are faith based people. And so we're, we're, everybody gets a Jesus bobblehead. I, I don't know, something like that. They'd be beloved, man. Right now, you look at the stats, uh, the opinion polls on where people are with this trans thing. There was one that came out over the weekend. Are there only two genders? The solid majority, like 65%, are like, yeah, there's only two freaking genders. So if, if, if people start standing up for the truth, and some people are. Biden was talking about bravery uh, in regards to uh, the tranny movement and all that stuff. Now, the real brave people are the people who stand up for what they believe in, and they don't apologize for it. That actually requires a little bit, just a smidge of courage these days, because really bad crap could happen to you if you do that. I, I actually had some stuff happen to me a few years back because I merely liked a post that somebody thought was bad or anti-gay or homophobic, and I, I had to deal with that. And that was like five, six years ago. It's even worse now. Obviously, liking or sharing the wrong post can get your ass fired, and people need to start standing up for it. I'd have, I'd have had a lot more respect for Anthony Bass because you know what? His little apology tap dance didn't exactly work out for him, did it? I'd have had a, a lot more respect for him if he just stand up, stood up and said, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to apologize for that. I'll leave this ball club before I apologize for that. That would have been badass. But the whole thing just got wussified. It's embarrassing. 210-599-5555. San Antonio's talk station. People voice their opinions. You talk. We listen. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I must correct something here. I must, uh, James and I, during the break, we're talking about food, and I like eating food. It's got a soft spot. I got a soft spot in my heart for eating food. And you had mentioned Mama Margie's. Mama Margie's is pretty good. I like Mama Margie's. I once dumped a Dr. Pepper down my wife's shirt when we first met, and I was going to give her, I leaned over to give her her first kiss. And I dumped a Dr. Pepper down her shirt. It was a hallmark She felt moment. so bad for me. But I, we were talking about tipping, and, and most people are kind of tired of tipping these days. Some new numbers came out on that over, over the weekend. And you mentioned I don't, we don't tip at the drive-thru. There is one drive-thru I will tip at, and only when I order one thing. I got a Jalisco's in my neighborhood. His, I love Jalisco's. I know which dish you're talking about. They have the Shrimps Ranchero. Christian was my accent proper on that one. Shrimps ranchero, what the Mexican people call camaronis. And I get the uh, I get the shrimp ranchero, and it's got about a dozen shrimp in the damn thing. And it's it's a plate, right? So I and I always get the beans instead of the French fries. I always want some fresh pico. And I will tip when I order that because I have to sit on my ass there. Woe to the people behind me when I open when I order my shrimp ranchero. And I tip them especially well if I notice they've taken the tails off the shrimp. Sometimes ah. they peel the shells off the tails. And then I'll be extra generous with my tip. Can you say that again? I want to check that accent. Shrimp rancheros no, the, with the, pico de gallo. The, the, the camarones. <laughs> camarones is what they call shrimps. <laughs> Isn't that what they call shrimps? Uh, I don't know. I can't pronounce it, so I always say shrimp ranchero. And, like, the, the woman at the uh, drive-thru is always the same woman, and she knows exactly. She knows it's me because I think I'm the only guy that orders it at the well, drive-thru. yeah, yeah. Because it takes, like, 20 minutes to prepare, so I, I just sit on my can, ass. I don't think you can ever add S at the end of shrimp. Either. Camarones? 
Oh, you mean shrimps? Camarones. I'm from the East. I, li- I grew up on Chesapeake Bay. I'll call them shrimps if I want to, oh, just like really- they're oysters, <laughs> not oysters. They're oysters. <laughs> you really sound like it. <laughs> I won't go down there to the ocean, get me some shrimps and some oysters and some Jimmy crabs. So anyway, if I, if I get the shrimp ranchero and they take the shells off the tails, they get a pretty healthy tip from me. I'm just saying. That's one of the rare things where I tip fairly well. Shrimps. You never heard it called shrimps? It's really no. rednecky to say that, but like I enjoy saying it that way because it is rednecky. Well, if you want to go further, ethnic, you add a K in there, scrimps. Scrimps? I've yeah. never heard that. Where'd that come from? Where do, that, where do people say scrimps? African Americans. They say scrimps? Scrimps. I've never heard that. I haven't heard that before. You racist. How racist? Well, y'all are white. You don't hang out with minorities. <laughs> I live with minorities. My kitchen is more diverse than Joe Biden's entire freaking life, okay? I got everybody covered in my in my house, baby. I could start a, a damn soccer team with all the diversity in my house. That's why the liberals hate my stinking guts so much, man. Because you've got a good oh, soccer team. Oh, I need a gay guy. What? Because you've got a good soccer team in your house. No, I just, we, you know, my little family unit there, everybody's uh, represented, man, pretty much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, so I, I do, if you're listening and you work at Jalisco's, yeah, I'm the guy that tips really heavily when you pull the shells off the tails from my shrimps rancheros, which, hey, payday's just a couple of days away. I might be getting me some shrimps rancheros at Jalisco's. I hope they leave the tails on just to see what happens. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And it's hour number two on a, on a, on a Monday, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Uh, Mike, uh, hang on. We'll, we'll go back to the phones here uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, if you listen to me on a regular basis, you know that I am of the mind that AI is bad. I think it's bad, artificial intelligence. Uh, I think we're going to lose the whole shebang in regards to AI. It's got a real bad feeling about this. Of course, I'm a Gen Xer, so I grew up with the Terminator and Blade Runner <laughs> and all that stuff in 2001, A Space Odyssey, what have you. I, I just I got a really bad feeling about it. Um. As I've been saying, I think at the front end of it, we're going to love it. People are going to love it. You know, you'll be able to do all kinds of crazy crap you weren't able to do before. It's going to help with medical diagnostics uh, in that regard. We're already seeing some stories. At least once a week, I see a story where AI did something really, you know, impressive medically. So a lot of it's going to feel real good, man. But as it's feeling real good, it's going to be taking over your soul. It's going to be taking over everything. Remember the line from Blade Runner, more human than human? We're going to get to that point where you really can't tell. Uh, so that's just where I am. I, I, I don't know how you put the genie back in the bottle, though. Of course, it's already out. We're see, I see the ads on my face puke news feed every day, you know, if you're want to be a blogger and you're having trouble like writing and stuff, you know, the AI program will do it for you. You know, you got a big paper due, uh, let AI write your term paper. They can do it in seconds. And again, there's a lot of medical stuff that people are saying is going to be really cool about AI. I also see an increasing number, and I just find this personally disturbing, uh, of these companion ai bots you know where you can create a person or you can have this ar person or ai person who will talk to you every day and ask you how your day went so you never have to feel won't we even though it's just a freaking toaster oven man it's a blender it's not a real thing it's not a real person not a being doesn't have sentience i just think it's bad i think bad stuff i I think down that path lies madness i really do we're we're already just way too dependent on on technology and computers and cell phones and internet and all that stuff. We're already you know crack addicts as far as that stuff. So AI just takes us into a completely different world 
where you just don't know if there's really anybody there on the other end of that conversation. And I got an example here. I, 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 I'm, I'm scratching my brain. I'm trying to figure out why anyone would want this, okay, or would want to even try this. Uh, in Germany, uh, we have an annual conference, a Christian conference, where a whole bunch of people of faith get together, and they 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 have multiple services and and speakers, and you know it's it's a big old Jesus fest, you know, in Germany. And I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a follower of Jesus, and so while I appreciate the gathering, uh, we have a guy from the University of Vienna that uh, took a chat bot. And had the chat bot pretty much do the entire uh, a church service in a big cathedral in a big fancy church in Germany, old church, one of these old old churches in Germany. And they had uh, the chat bot uh, did about ninety eight percent of the service. The chat bot picked the songs. The chat bot organized the service. The chat bot uh, put the prayers together. And, and this is the part that frankly creeps me out, the chat bot gave the sermon. Uh, and let me, let me scroll down here a little bit. Here I am talking about computers scrolling. This was on Friday at a Protestant church, an old Protestant church in, in uh, Bavaria, St. Paul's Church. And uh, here's how the chatbot started the sermon. Dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of Protestants in Germany. About 300 people in attendance. The uh, service lasted about 40 minutes. That's pretty short for a Protestant church. And again, the AI uh, did the whole thing. 98%, according to Jonas Simmerlein, who was a a theologian at the University of Vienna who did this, who put this whole thing together, says, I conceived this service, but actually I rather accompanied it because I would say about 98% comes from the machine. Um, he says, I told the artificial intelligence, we are at the church Congress. You are a preacher. What would a church service look like? You also asked the chatbot to implement Psalms, prayers, and a concluding blessing in the sermon. Said the chatbot or chat GPT, whatever the hell that is, uh, ended up providing quote, a pretty solid church service. Wow. Uh, According to people who were there, the sermon focused on living, you know, don't obsess on the past, be in the moment, be in the here and now, don't be afraid of dying, keep your faith in Jesus. Uh, And I guess four different AI avatars. Now, avatars, that's like a computer animation person, right? A character. Four different AI avatars took turns leading the service. And the only complaint was that, uh, you know, AI still talks in a monotone, their words, deadpan kind of a way. So it creeped a few people out. Hydros Schmidt, a guy in his mid-40s who attended the service and was interviewed, said there was no heart and no soul. The avatar showed no emotions at all had no body language, and were talking so fast and monotonously that it was monotonously, if I didn't say that correctly, in a monotone fashion, that it was very hard for me to concentrate on what they said. So maybe it's different for the younger generation who grew up with all this. I think that sucks. I I, I think you really can't get further away from what a church experience is supposed to be than having a freaking blender uh, deliver the homily and and a a, a toaster oven guide you in prayer and lead you through the Psalms. I mean, come on, man. Why? This is what I keep coming back to. People of faith gathering, in a sense, 
is supposed to be the most human of activities. We are human beings. We are children of God. Coming together once a week, right, to, uh, to uh, be in fellowship and to interact and to form relationships in the name of Jesus or in the name of God or, you know, whatever your faith may be or your tradition or your denomination. I can understand using AI. I mean, I don't like it, but I can understand AI in medical stuff, diagnostics. I can understand AI in scientific endeavors. Might speed things up a bit, I guess. But, man, church, you want AI theologians and and pastors and priests. It's just so, it's beyond creepy. One of the things you'll you'll read, if you do read the book of Revelation, uh, about the bad guy, the big bad guy, which I'm not so convinced anymore is actually going to be a guy. But really, the ultimate goal, right, of evil in the universe is to, first and foremost, screw up your relationship with the divine, separate you from God, and the, thir- the second goal is to, well, freaking kill you. <laughs> Destroy you. Whether destroying you means destroying your soul, destroying your spirit, your physical body, but more so your spirit. And I'm sorry, AI just kind of lights up all those all those markers, you know, as far as the descriptors we read in in scripture about the devil and who the devil is supposed to be and how that's supposed to work. So I I think it's a bad idea. I don't know why anybody would want to go to an AI church service, but you know, them Germans talk funny. Here's uh, Mike. Mike, how you doing? Yeah, hey, yeah I'm man. doing all right today. I'm doing all right today. But, hey, listen, Sean, as being a truck driver, man, uh, I've been uh, a lot of other truck drivers I've been talking to today, and I've been looking at the Internet. This, uh, this incident that took place in Philadelphia is very suspicious. Uh, me knowing, I know that most tanker trucks, most guys that drive tank trucks go home on a nightly basis. They don't usually stay out on the road. Now, there's somebody's family is missing a driver. Somebody didn't go home last night but yes yet i'm not hearing on the news where's the driver at they did on the news they saying that no there were no fatalities but how is there not a damn fatality when the when there's an uh, explosion the truck caught on fire and now it possibly might be up under tons of concrete if it if it happened what well, well, something is not right they're not telling where are the cameras at? i drive a truck every day there are cameras located on every interstate in america plus there i looked at the video there are businesses around there I know some of those businesses had cameras in there. Where is the video of this truck having the accident? And, 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 and I don't know. It's weird. It it on fire. It's weird. Uh, it's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing. The whole thing is not adding up. Uh, the whole thing is very, very suspicious. Like I said, I want to know where this truck is at. They claim that. It, how do they know that it was a tanker truck that exploded? Right. You know. So we will. We'll never know until after they dig it out out of the under the concrete if it's under the right. concrete. Well, let me. I'm going to talk about. Let me talk about. I got to go, Mike. But let me. Talk, I'm going to talk about that when I get back. Okay. So keep listening. All right. Because okay. I, I, I appreciate the call. I got some questions too. It's a little weird. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Man, we're back 22 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. You know, a loyal listener Mike brought up, he's a truck driver, and he brought up this thing on I-95 with this uh, outside of Philadelphia uh, where a a semi-truck, a semi-truck allegedly broke down and caught on fire beneath what looks like an off-ramp or an overpass, an off-ramp of some kind. And uh, it collapsed. Uh, And uh, a lot of folks are asking questions as to where's the truck? Did the truck driving guy make it? We've heard no fatalities thus far. And Trey was bringing this up on on where in Rima, you know, where's the truck? We don't see anything about it. Mike just called up and said, you know, you're not seeing any uh, any security video footage of it or, you know, highway footage or, the, you know, where what happened to the truck? Now, let me address that for a second. You can call me up with your, with your thoughts. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. 
I don't know. You know, I didn't really follow this story all that closely over the weekend. One thing I will tell you, and, and, and if you're paying attention, you've seen this. Our infrastructure right now seems to be sucking, and there seems to be something going on. We've had, uh, by Pete Buttigieg's own admission as your uh, uh, Secretary of Transportation, uh, we've had like a 1,000 train derailments within the past year. Uh, We have uh, chemical spills. We have had power grids knocked out because people are, are shooting shotguns at these transformers. Um, we've had a couple of chemical, like plastic factories. I think there was one in, in Florida a few months ago that somehow caught on fire and sent a bunch of toxic crap into the air. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know, but there seems to be something going on. And one, one thing I've noticed, and maybe you have too, where is Pete Buttigieg? He, he was for the longest time at, at the front end of his time in office. Once he was appointed. Uh, Because he's gay, and I'm just calling it for what it is, the guy's gay. Uh, He's a former presidential candidate on the primary uh, uh, primary, uh, uh, trail for the Democrats. He didn't show anything. I think he he and Kamala tracked about the same, roughly around 1%. But he's gay. And he gets appointed as the Secretary of Transportation, and he's gay. He's the first gay uh, transportation secretary ever. We had this horrible event, which you really, if you notice, you haven't heard, you don't hear anything about this anymore. That tragedy uh, with the train derailment in Palestine, Ohio, and Buttigieg really to call that a PR fail on his part would be a gross understatement. The guy shows up in expensive leather shoes to visit. He didn't even go for the first couple of weeks after the train derailment. Uh, tried to push it off is no big deal because we have a thousand train derailments a day bad stuff town is greased that town is destroyed for for the foreseeable future in my opinion of course it's it's off the uh news cycle so you don't hear much about it anymore but during that time Buttigieg got a lot of crap man and people didn't give a crap if he was gay or not they said you're a lousy transportation secretary now we have this, uh, and nobody really, yeah, the, I, I, again, I didn't follow it that closely over the weekend, but just even a cursory look at the story, you're kind of wondering, well, where's the truck? Where's the dude that was driving the truck? What the hell's going on here? How And plus, how does uh, what looks to be a, a an off-ramp, an elevated off-ramp, melt and break? You know, it's, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. With infrastructure in America, what I what I suspect as far as Pete Buttigieg, maybe, I don't know, first off, he, he brought a lot of negative publicity to not only the federal government, this administration, and the transportation department, because he's a, he's a word I can't say on the radio. He's a douche. And not very good at his job, and so he's just gone away. You don't hear nothing about that guy anymore. Meanwhile, I'm not really seeing that our infrastructure problems are getting any better. So I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, I don't know what may or may not have happened on I-95. I know I-95 very, very well uh, out, you know, outside of Philly. 95 is pretty much the backbone of, of travel all the way down the coast into Florida. Very heavily uh, traveled uh, piece of highway, and uh, apparently, and that's what Trey was saying, it's shut down on both sides, so nobody's traveling on I-95, so I, I don't know. It's, it, it is a very, very strange story, and the, the explanations are not really holding a lot of water, so I, I don't know what the hell's going on, but it, it's it's bizarre. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, let me tell you about Operation Interdependence. It's underway through July 4th. We do this every year. In fact, I, I get a little nostalgic every time Operation OI comes around or Operation Interdependence, Interdependence comes around because when I first started here a dozen years ago, 
That was one of the first things I did was Operation Interdependence, did a live broadcast. And this is where every year we spend some time collecting items uh, for our military personnel serving overseas. And it's life stuff, just to make them their day a little bit better. Chewing gum, toothbrushes, snacks, crackers, playing cards, socks. <laughs> you know, I mean, just general stuff. And you could find a, a list of all the stuff we're looking for this year on the website, KTSA.com, as well as, well as all the drop-off locations. And just so you know, all of our sponsors are drop-off locations, but for a complete list of where you can go to take that stuff, you can, again, go to the website, KTSA.com. And also, hey, if you want to write them a letter, write them a letter. They love it when I get letters from kids. We're just letting them know, hey, you're not forgotten. We still know you're out there, and we still love you, and we support you. So go to the website, KTSA.com, and check out Operation Interdependence and do whatever you can. Brought to you in part by the Institute for Functional Health, uh, Southwest Metal Roofing Systems, Airtron, Window World, Specs, and River City uh, Rock Tops. Let's go ahead and take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere. Anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107. I'm Sean. Hi. It's 1038. At least for me, Monday's almost over. Mark Van Camp and Robbins coming up at, uh, at 11. Uh, a couple of, let's do some pop culture stuff here. Um, first off, you know, Father's Day is coming up this weekend. And Father's Day is is one of my favorite holidays, not because I want stuff. Because a lot of the stuff that I'll get on Father's Day, I'll just buy on Amazon. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big gift guy. I, I don't really, you know. I like Father's Day because it's the one damn holiday I don't have to worry about. That's that's how I look at it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to do nothing for Father's Day. Nobody's going to be disappointed because I screwed thing up, screwed something up, or I didn't get the the gift in time, you know, or I forgot about. I don't have to worry about Daddy's Day, man. I just let it slide every every year, and the, the rest of the family unit has to do something for me. Not that I even freaking deserve it, but I just don't think about it. It's Father's Day. But, you know, I also don't cotton to this idea that Father's Day is bad because not all, you know, kids have a father. Sometimes they have two lesbians instead of a mom and a dad. Do you know what I mean? I get sick of that bull crap, man. Father's Day is cool. If you got a dad and he was cool, you should love him and honor him, you know, because someday he ain't going to be around. So I, I, I dig Father's Day because I don't have to do anything for Father's Day. But I just very briefly, Nick Jonas, the Jonas Brothers, the Jonas Brothers. When I uh, first, uh, you know, first, let's say within the first 10 years of my radio career, I was working at a light rock pop station in Salisbury, Maryland on the Jonas Brothers hit. I had to play that crap and act excited about it. God, those were dark days. Because Hanson was also breaking at that point. Man, that was a double whammy. Nick Jonas uh, is celebrating Father's Day by celebrating his wife. It's more about her than me. Now, in fairness, they have a 16-month-old daughter, Malti Marie, who had some difficulties when she was first born? Uh, so they had a they had a they had some tough times in the hospital bringing the kid home, but the kid's fine now. But he says his wife is an absolute boss and amazing mother. Yeah, yeah, Nick. That that's why we have Mother's Day to celebrate moms. Can't the dudes even have Father's Day at this point, man? I mean, you know what, dude? You are so virtue signaling. You are so full. Of, yeah, it's about her because it's all about her. It's not about Father's Day. Just let the dudes have one damn day for crying out loud. Let straight biological dudes have their damn dad day for Christ's sake. I mean, this is so crazy, man. I'm so sick of it. Yeah, it's going to be about my wife. She's better than the father. You know what I mean? Can't anything be traditional anymore? I'm so woked out, man. 
You know, I, 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 I'm getting to the point. I can't even. James, we're going to talk about movies here in a second. There's a movie that premiered over the weekend that apparently did very well. And it involves Mexicans, so I'll talk about it. But, you know, I, I the woke stuff is everywhere, man. I, my wife's watching this new show called Ghosts. Have you heard about that? It's one of these American ripoffs of a British show that was probably much funnier. Uh, like The Office, Casey, you know, perfect example. Ricky Gervais, uh, Carell, no, sorry, Ricky was funnier. He envisioned it. Anyway, I digress. She's watching this show called Ghosts about the this couple that takes over an old house and tries to turn it into a, like a bed and breakfast kind of a thing, like an inn. And everybody who ever died in the house is still around. Their ghosts are still around. So it's like a little comedy. The, the ghosts are all really quirky and funny, you know, and they get to interact. That show is so stinking woke. You know, the next door neighbors are lesbians. Two of the ghosts are gay. Okay, you got an Indian guy there who doesn't talk anything like an Indian. He talks like he's from freaking Malibu. You got a guy that plays the Native American character on the show. And he talks like Ted from Bill and Ted, right? Because if he talks in any way, shape, or form like an Indian, then they're going to say he's doing a tonto and it's not right. It, the show is so woke. They talk about clay. Oh, my wife's not listening because she likes that show. Baby, it's okay if we still watch the show. It's okay if you like it. I, I want you to be happy. But holy crap, that show is woke. And if I sniff woke in a TV show or a movie, I immediately tune out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see the new Mermaid movie. I'm not interested in seeing the live-action Little Mermaid with all the woke crap there. Oh, look, it's a black chick, and she's a mermaid. Isn't that great? See where how freaking woke we are? And I've noticed, too, and I know you'll probably think I'm a white supremacist for saying this, but we've now arrived at the place where every Caucasian and every show and every movie is just the biggest dumbass in the cast lineup. Now, I've known a quite, quite a few white people over the years. You know what? Some of them were dumbasses. But, you know, it's like the dad thing. Trey brings this up a lot. He's right. The dad in any TV show or movie is always the biggest dumbass in the universe. And I'm just sick of it. I'm woked out, baby. I smell woke. I go in the opposite direction. I, I tell you, I do. And, you know, it pops up. I, I, I'm so, because I can't watch movies anymore. I, I, it's hard to get me to sit through an entire movie at this point because, frankly, most of them suck, you know, or they're just, you know, stupid with the woke crap. I can't, TV shows. I, I, I've, 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 I've gone back to watching like four hours of forensic files a day you know forensic files i know is good it it, forensic files was produced before the woke crap started right so i could just watch some good old-fashioned true crime crap man because the stuff they're putting out now sucks and now we have uh and i'll go to the phones here and then we'll talk about uh, the the new movie flaming hot uh which features some folks from around these parts Eva Longoria directed it, right, James? Pepe Lacerna, who I, I have a man crush on and want to meet because he was in Buckaroo Banzai. Oh, and Scarface and all those other movies. But, you know, he's in it. Uh, a lot of folks. And I want to talk about that when we come back because the, the premise of the film is that a janitor who worked for Frito-Lay, who was a Mexican, uh, ended up inventing... Flamin' Hots, which everybody eats. My wife, my family unit, they love the Flamin' Hots. And I don't like Cheetos in general because they taste like styrofoam, okay? But Flamin' Hots are very popular. And the idea is that this guy who was just a janitor at a major corporation was able to invent something that made billions of gajillions of dollars. And, you know, even the janitors can do something for you in a corporation and don't be dismissive or cruel to the po- folks who who mop the floors. And I get it. And apparently it's getting a lot of great reviews. So we'll talk about that when we get back. But first, James, how are you? Sean. Hey. Uncle Sean, what's hey. up, brother boy? You're in a, re- you're in a rare form, form today. Well, man. Monday's almost get over, and I'm always in a good mood in the last few minutes of the gig. <laughs> That's it. Monday. Get off my lawn. Anyway, <laughs> hey, uh, I, I drove, you know, I just retired as a truck driver. You were talking about that big truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, 95, right. 
Yeah, you know, my last year I did my trucking, I did haul fuel. And I can't understand, like, for one, when a truck catches on fire that much, you're going to see, you know, tons and tons and tons of smoke. And with all the video cameras we have today, you're going to see this stuff barreling up into the air. And there will be a truck, you know, if it was an 18-wheeler right. or a tandem, you know, it's going to be there. you got the motor, you got the suspensions, you got all this stuff. People are going to see the damn truck, though. They're going to see it. You wonder if this yeah. isn't like, I, I hope people aren't messing with stuff just to force this climate change, clean energy crap, and look, gas trucks are dangerous and cause that thing to collapse. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, you know, no, but I, I need to say, you know, I hope the driver is okay. Oh, yeah. You know, you know I hope he's okay. Sure. But there's no way you're going to be able to hide or not see a big truck, whether it be a tandem truck or an 18-wheeler. It's going to be there. Like I say, with all the smoke, somebody has it on their phone. Video, yeah. you know. We'll see. I got to run, man. I got to run. I got to take a break. Uh, let's take a break. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Stay out of backups and jams. Get the latest traffic and weather together throughout the day. San Antonio's Newstalk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, man. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107. I'm Sean I. So the movie Flamin' Hot premiered over the weekend on several of the streaming services, right, James? Like Hulu and Disney. Yeah. I think whole, it's a Disney production. Yeah, it's the whole bundle, Hulu and Disney. Right. And it's called Flamin' Hot, and it's a story about a guy, Richard... <laughs> You can Montagnes? do it. Yeah. How do, you, how do you say it? Go ahead. Montagnes. Montagnes. And uh, it, it's... <laughs> James wanted me to do this next part as in the voice of uh, Ricardo Montalban. It is based on a memoir <laughs> called A Boy, A Burrito, and a Cookie. <sighs> from, janit- <laughs> from janitor to executive. <laughs> You always got to do the little, you know, Khan was always, you know, just so orgasmic whenever he'd kill some Federation guys. <laughs> and it's about this guy who worked at a, as a janitor at Frito-Lay and thinks, you know, that Frito-Lay's having some issues. This guy's also in a pretty bad predicament financially, so he comes up with the idea of marketing to Hispanics with the... Flaming Cheeto says he takes his in the book because he wrote in that book he says he he took his kids out to for elotes and in the Wikipedia story parentheses Mexican street corn and came up with the idea of flaming hot and which you know, arguably are very 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 popular. Now, what James and I were talking about during a break, but apparently what Frito Lay is saying is it didn't happen. Uh, they did an internal investigation and found that this did not happen. Now, I, I have no idea whether it's true or not. The reviews are largely positive after the first weekend of its premiere. You're hearing a lot of it's a really it's a feel good movie. It's funny. It's it's heartfelt and another one of these stories, kind of like the whole Rocky uh, uh, idea of a little guy, you know, making it big and you know whatever. Very uplifting. I just, I'm going to say this because we are in a woke world. I hope the movie doesn't actually really kind of suck, but everybody's just saying it's great because, you know what I mean? Because we're Hispanic Hispanic and and, we have to support ourselves. No, not the Hispanic community, but everybody else. Like, you know, the, the woke idiots in Hollywood, you know, can't say anything negative about it because then you're anti Hispanic. I don't know. I've heard it's very good. I'd like to see it. Now, as far as whether or not it's true or or didn't actually happen or maybe it happened as sort of a hybrid of truth, and well, Hollywood does that all the time. If you're looking for straight-up history in Hollywood, you ain't going to get it. Some of, the, some of the best movies that came as close as you could possibly get to historical reality still have to take dramatic license. So it may, the only thing I, if it weren't true, the only thing I would think would, would suck is that if you actually were a guy in a lab at Frito-Lay and you, you're in a kitchen and you made this stuff and, and it's become this whole thing, I don't know. Frito-Lay say it doesn't happen. This guy says it did. 
movie's getting great reviews. I'm they're, just being cynical. They're starting to position it online as, no, this is not entirely factual. Right. And one of the <laughs> headlines is, how flaming hot nails Cholo and Chicano culture. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, it is. It said that? Yes, it ha- it nails oh, Cholo and Chicano culture, and that's the important part. Even I know you don't say that crap, man. <laughs> Holy crap. And they've released some quotes that, I mean, I could say them on air, but I'm not going to. That's probably best. But they use some uh, Hispanic words that you shouldn't use. <laughs> In to, other words, to describe an the white man. honky wrote, yes. the, wrote this. Yes. Oh, my God. A woke honky wrote this crap. It's like this Wikipedia entry. Parentheses, Mexican street corn. You know, it's like, oh, shut up. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, we need some, we need feel-good movies these days. You know, and I don't go to movies for historical accuracy anyway. And let's be honest, the Cholos haven't gotten respect <laughs> since since the movie with, uh, what was the stand and deliver, when they learned oh, to count right. on the finger man. Hey, finger man. That was the last time the Cholos got oh, respect. Oh, God. Well, I don't hear that as a respectful term in my life. I, <laughs> no. can, I can tell you that straight up, man. Oh, Quite the opposite. But so I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's actually a good movie or if this is, again... The honky world showing you how woke they are, you know. I don't know, but uh, yeah, Eva Longoria directed it. I'm hearing good things about it. I'd still like to see it. You know what I mean? I'll watch it. And and the thing sometimes about movies is that they will. And this has happened to me on a number of occasions where I saw a movie about something and it inspired me to learn the real story. Uh, one of my favorite examples is Lawrence of Arabia, which is older than dirt, but you know. Only a certain percentage of what's portrayed in in all four hours or three and a half hours of Lawrence of Arabia actually happened that way. You know what I mean? But I went back and read a bunch of books and Seven Pillars of Wisdom and all that and got kind of got the real story. So don't, don't ever go to a movie for your history. But they're saying, like, none of this happened. So I don't know. But I want to see it. I'm still not going to eat flaming Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, because you don't want me eating flaming hot Cheetos anywhere near or in proximity to any other human being. I'm just letting you know. Especially, you. especially cholos. Especially those guys, yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, Don Morgan. Oh, I'm sorry, Christian Blood. In for Don Morgan, my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.